Hello, and welcome back to Let's Try Roleplay. Hello! This is an episode which has actually had a moderate amount of research gone into it, um, but is still not particularly well thought out and is going to be a bit of a ramble. <laughs> like, don't worry, that's still going to be the case, but we've actually done some research. So, so this is this is Connor and James discussing. Oh, I forgot the, the Star I forgot Wars to do the jingle. and the. It's alright. I'll send you over the jingle so you can edit it. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> It'll go in now. Ba da ba 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 da ba da ba. Connor and James discuss. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> but yes, we we have decided oh, that jingle. what we want to do. Is talk about Star Wars because you know what else would we do? <laughs> we haven't done a lot of that no. recently, so we thought we should do a bit yeah, more. Exactly. But what we want to talk about is so Disney's sequel trilogy been getting a lot of hate and stuff. You know that, that now that it's all finished, what did we think of it all? And yeah. we want to talk about where Star Wars is going next. We want to talk about some of the High Republic stuff. And yeah, we just want to yeah. talk about a little bit of the controversy and stuff that's going on around all of these things, because there's a lot of rumours going around. Yes, there's a lot of rumours at the moment, so we thought we'd we'd throw our hat in the ring. Yeah, exactly. Try not to create some new yeah, rumours. Yeah, try not to offend anyone. <laughs> that's not going to I know what Star Wars fandom's like. Somebody is going to be angry about what we've said. Yeah, yeah. Even if we like it, people will get angry about us. <laughs> That's Star Wars for you. <laughs> um, well, in that case, shall we start off with the the sequel trilogy? Yeah. Then? So I, so you, you're a little bit older than me, and I actually came to Star Wars a little bit later. Um, I, I, I yeah. never saw any of the prequels in the cinema. I started liking Star Wars probably like two thousand six, two thousand seven. So once Episode three had come out. Mm. Um, whereas you kind of grew up with the prequels, um, yeah, no, I did. I um, I think episode one, I saw well, I saw all the prequels in the in the cinema. Yeah. Um, I remember using like basic, basically dial up internet to load <laughs> the the uh, Phantom Menace trailer. Wow. Um, wow. And, um, but at that point, yeah, at that know, point, I, it was probably I, your dad trying to load up load up the Phantom Menace trailer. Yeah, no, no, it was. Yeah, my dad, my I remember sitting on my dad's lap, and we were like waiting for it to download, <laughs> and then we managed to watch it. Yeah. And playing this dumb little two D helicopter game that we had on the com- little computer back then, like um, watch that trailer over and over. And I like I think because of because of the age I was when I watched those movies, one has always had a special place in my heart. Yeah. I, I I see episode one through rose tinted goggles. Totally, totally. Even though conceptually it's a pretty poor movie and it's not very it's pacing is all over the place it's not very well scripted it's it's, it's plot is a bit it's got so many boring polo- politics yeah. things in it and convoluted plot lines that are even today i st- find difficult to follow yeah. um but it's still it's just got that epic ending and the whole thing works really really well whereas whereas weirdly two i loved two when i was a kid um and then, but two has like aged like milk for me. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it aged like pears. Some might say. Yeah. <laughs> but my, sort of, my point in all of this was that 
the sequel trilogy for me was the first new Star Wars that I ever really experienced. Um, because well, yeah, because yeah. I came when I when I started like Star Wars, the prequels are already done. Um, so the um, thing, well, actually, the fucking uh, like the Clone Wars movie was the first Star Wars movie I ever watched in the cinema, and. but then episode seven um and we watched it together we were i there was some amount of excitement um in our we friend group and we all went to the midnight showing and it was a huge fucking deal we you know made sure to see every single trailer before it came out and we you know discussed and um you know prophesized every single eventuality that ever could um for the sequels um and we did the same for for eight and nine um i th- i think yeah the yeah. um disney had been handed over sorry lucasfilm had been handed over to disney before we knew each other yes i i think about um so it, the, the year that um episode seven came out was the first year uh, that we met yeah. um we'd met that september and it came out in the december yeah. um and that was yeah and i think they'd been sold over maybe one or two years maybe two years prior yeah, to that i think yeah. they'd been sold over yeah. um so i i think the thing the thing is like what we we really i hold on to with a lot of movies that i've really enjoyed and stuff is like all that when i go back to think of them is i always try and think well what did i think about it when i was actually in the cinema yeah and Although my opinions of all of the sequel tra- movies have as as morphed as time has gone on, yep. I remember, for, especially for Seven, I just remember being just nerding out in the cinema. <laughs> I, I, I remember like the moment where she's just like, "That ship's garbage," and I my like, mouth dropped because I knew what it was going to be, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And, and Chewie, Chewie and, were you know, home. Yeah, exactly. Oh god, it's, it's just and yeah, like I, I know that like moments like that don't age particularly well because you don't have that same yeah amount of emotion all the time when you're watching it for the first when well, apart from when you're watching it for the first time but i think movies should have things like that in it that are like when they see this for the first time they're going to get blown away yeah. and that's and ultimately the, in terms of um, making money side they're only that nowadays films only sell uh, only get money for their cinema stuff because now everything's on streaming platforms and you pay for Disney Plus but nobody goes out and buys the DVD anymore really so all the money that they get is for yeah. that first time that someone sees it and being like what the exactly. fuck that's amazing and then and then they walk away and say oh, so you got to go watch this exactly um, but it's and, it, and it's like you know I think the thing about like I think the biggest uh, we're going to jump into the criticisms early but like criticisms with 7 is that it's basically just the same as yeah. 4 um, it's like a rehash of the old story and that sort of stuff. And I, I think that there is enough new stuff in it that I, I definitely enjoyed it. And I still enjoy watching Seven. The thing the thing for me that I, I actually think that that was a strategic move yeah. on behalf of Disney. It's very safe. Um, that, well, it's, it was safe and a lot of people criticised that. But at the end of the day, I, I think what people should remember, uh, and this has changed weirdly over the last few years, but like, People hated the prequels. Yeah. It's like so fashionable to love the original trilogy and hate the prequels. And it was like such a meme, oh, the prequels are shit, oh, everyone hates the prequels. Now everybody loves the prequels. Yeah. And it's like, it lumps it in with all of Star Wars that the sequel trilogy is hated. And I think, you know, Seven had a lot of work 
to try and fix the problems of the sequels. I mean, I always thought that first line in Seven, that it's like, this will begin to set things right, was supposed to be like... Yeah. That was supposed to be like a slight against the prequels of being like, yeah, we're going to do Star Wars true again. And I, and I think it was like a good movie that went back to the roots of Star Wars. Yes, it rehashed up sort of the old story, but it also set up the potential for a lot of new mm-hmm. stuff, which obviously wasn't, you know, well carried on after. Yeah. But it... It was a good. It was a good starting off platform. It was a really well received movie, and I think, really, I think, in my opinion, from what I've seen online, a lot of hate from Seven has come from hate of the rest of the movies, mm-hmm. not just Seven as it stood alone. And I, you know, I, I liked Seven a lot. I think it's, it's definitely, you know, it's not up there as one of my favourite Star Wars films. Like, um, no, totally. I think, but like, I think, you know, boil it down. But it's, like the characters, Ray in Episode Seven was brilliant. Finn, brilliant. You don't yeah, see good. a lot. Of, you don't see yeah. a lot of Paul. Um, but like, actually, the I, I, I actually think I think my my two favorite scenes in Seven. Uh, I think one of my favorite sequences is Poe and um, and Finn escaping from the mm. the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. I, that bit, that bit was like, whoa! I'm, I'm so in with these characters. I love them. Oh, God, they've got this really cool dynamic. I already lo- like this a lot. And it's like, that's that's just it. Just it was really really fun. It didn't have to be super deep and meaningful. It was just like it was really fun. And I was like immediately like, yeah, cool. I want these guys to get away. I want them to yeah, yeah. escape. This is cool. Um, and then also um, that bit where Mars's castle's being destroyed and uh, Poe and the Resistance turn up, and I was like, that's fucking so well shot. It's such a cool cinematographic. Mm. Cinematography. That's a word. Such good cinematography. Um, it's just the whole thing is just ah brilliant. Yeah. And, so and I good. definitely like. Um, I pref- I actually much preferred um, Kylo Ren in eight to what I did in seven. Um, I agree, but he's mm-hmm. the probably the only character that I could say that for. I preferred uh, Luke in seven than I did in eight, and that's because <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't really in it and didn't therefore have anything to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you know seven. I think is I still st- I still maintain that it gets too much hate for what is worth it's got its issues but it, it is good i think it's a good film in my opinion mm. and i like it um the ending of seven when you see luke skywalker like at that point i remember being like this is gonna be a fucking trilogy like this is gonna be brilliant uh, yeah. like oh my god luke's in here now and um, little did i know that that was gonna be absolutely shoved up my vagina but and, and i mean that's 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 one of the things that's damaged its rewatch value a bit as well isn't it is that you watch it going Oh well, we all know what's going to happen now. Just, uh, <laughs> but um, I think you know, seven. It's just it's got it's got it has got its own character. It's good. It's it's um, it introduces these new ca- this new cast of young characters that I accepted. And new new actors quickly. as well. Yeah, exactly. New new actors. Um, and they have the old you know the old guard in there, and it's it's done well. And and that music, the, the bit at the end that you mentioned, that music there is some of the best music in Star Wars. The Jedi Steps is yeah, brilliantly yeah. written. All of the all of the music in it is fantastically done. Actually, March of the Resistance. Um, yeah, Ray's theme is probably the best music. I in love it. Kylo Ren's theme as well. Um, oh, Kylo Ren theme is brilliant. That weird sort of like almost nod to Vader's theme, but doing something. But no, 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 like um, reused or rehashed motifs from it at mm-hmm. all. It's just, but it's this sort of, oh, it's the same sort of theme, same sort of like uh, idea. Yeah. 
That's, yeah, it's, it's all great. Oh. And then episode eight came out. And I must say, we must we must totally admit this here and now live, that we came out of eight and our first impressions were that it was just like the best film we'd ever seen. It was good. I mean, I wouldn't, don't think we said it was the best film we've ever seen. I think what we exactly said was, who the fuck is Snow? Yeah. I don't get it. Who who the fuck is he? Um, yeah. But we liked it. We definitely God, liked do you remember it. I thought it was Snoke theories. God. Oh god, yeah, I remember when they mattered. <laughs> um I the thing about eight really, isn't it? It's just I mean, there was a couple of bits where you and I turned to each other in the cinema and when I uh, like the bit with the caretakers and oh, stuff. God. Yeah. Um I, why were they They're in act- it? that's actually um, worse than the milk titties. Because actually they're not even it wasn't even funny. It wasn't even like I can't have a laugh about this. I can't really make a meme out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think eight suffered from a huge number of problems, mm. and the biggest of it being just completely redundant storylines. Yeah. Um. All, all it, the it's one of those films where people's decisions and opinions and stuff just randomly changed at a certain point, and then basically by the time you get to the last quarter of the film, none of the decisions made earlier on in the movie actually mattered. Yeah, yeah. And I think the sort of whole premise of... The, I mean, it was always going to suffer a little bit from, like, the middle seg- segment of a trilogy. Um, but, I mean, having yeah, said yeah. that, Five didn't suffer from that, so that theory can go fuck itself. Um, but I think, you know, the whole idea, oh, we don't really have enough hyperspace fuel and we're trying to escape the the, the First Order, and that whole storyline just seemed a little bit like, eh. I get that it's cool to have yeah, all I mean- the resistance Oh no, at this point the resistance was still quite strong, wasn't it? It's at the end of eight oh, well, that they uh, sort of gone fucked up. I don't know, man. It's 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 all very like I mean, it, it, it just raises eight raised so many questions. Like, right, okay, what the fuck is so all this confusion about hyperspace mm. like and the fact that that it's just one long car chase where they're just moving slightly out of range of the Empire yeah. and you just think well, why don't they just literally burst forward a little bit faster and catch up? Yeah, to them? I know. If they've got so much, um, if they're, so, I mean, they're a much bigger ship, and like much bigger they, ship, they're not they've, running they out of fuel. Have... Exactly, and it's like, oh, they've got like, oh, we've sent out our fighters, but we can't support you with the big ships if you go too far out. Well, why don't you send a billion of your fucking fighters, yeah. like? Uh, and it's yeah, there's a lot of questions and that sort of stuff. I know that. There's the scene where the hyperspace. You know, that re- I love that scene with the hyperspace where she, um, Captain Holdo, yeah. what the fuck her name is, Admiral, yes. Admiral Purple Face. Admiral Holdo. Yep. She, um, that's it. She hyperspaces into the big ship and it yeah. like fucks them up. And it's like, fucking like fair play. I mean, they always said like people have said, oh, like hyperspace is, um, it's a different dimension, so it doesn't work like that and all that sort of stuff. Well, we've never, no one's ever explicitly said that, unless I'm missing some. E- you know extended universe stuff that explains hyperspace more but like doesn't han solo in like one of the earlier in four says like you have to do all your calculations because otherwise you could hit something and then that would be your story over pretty quickly yeah um and actually the new high republic stuff which we'll get onto later has also gone into explaining this stuff a little bit i wonder i wonder if Um, that's a reason (laughs) another wreck another retconning you know i it was like the only thing good thing she did in the movie and it's like it's a hell of a scene and it's like really well done and that impact you get from the noise in the cinema was yeah. really well done. I think like 
for me, I still kind of stand by the... I don't know. I don't know. I would have liked... When I knew... When Carrie Fisher died, I kind of felt like that was such a big epic moment. I just kind of wish that had been Leia. And I wish that it had been built up enough. Like, the story had built up enough to that point so that Leia, Leia could do that. And it would be epic. Oh, no, yeah. But I, I, I agree. don't think that there was really the build they didn't have the takes to be able to build up to that enough really um for no, it to be I, a good I, I think it's i totally agree it should it should have been like it would have meant more because yeah. when when holdo does it we're all just like good that bitch is dead. no yeah literally all the all that does like oh my god that was a cool scene uh right cool she wasn't actually much of a bitch after all but realistically yeah, i still I mean, hated her character so the, the reason because we we i spent ages after watching 8th in the cinema that I didn't watch it again and then oh no actually that's a lie no I went to see it one more time in the cinema yeah. a couple of days after and then I noticed in that when I watched that the second time around that I had I started asking more questions and I, I didn't watch it for ages because I thought I'm going to go back to this and ask more and more questions and it's not I don't I wasn't getting any answers mm. and that's the problem with 8 for me is that none of it makes any sense I, I don't mind the fact that Luke is disenfranchised with the Jedi that he is, um, he's gone through his own little Jedi purge thing, yeah. and he's fought fall of his own new Jedi order, and he's disenfranchised with it, and he's upset by it, and he's become this grumpy old guy who's decided that it's better for it all to just you know not to continue it, and that he's propagating the Sith and whatever. But his reasons for it, yeah, make no fucking sense because it's just like he has this sort of kind of reason that it's about the fact that he doesn't want to keep making more Sith, I guess. Yeah. And eventually they always fall, sort of thing. But he doesn't stick on that argument for very long. It's like, there's all these other convoluted little reasons that he has, and none of it really... He doesn't really get behind any of them satisfactory for me. And None of it really makes any sense. And then there's Holdo with her plan that she thinks, oh, I won't tell anyone my secret plan. <laughs> and then that'll work really fucking well, apart from all the people I must be telling to be able to guide the ship there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also... Like I'm not gonna tell this this one guy who's like fought for the rebellion more than anyone who's obviously like gonna be my fucking right hand man is like gonna be a sick dude Poe yeah uh, I'm not gonna tell him I'm not gonna tell him and even when he starts to do uh, um his his little mutiny I'm not gonna like take him aside and be like Poe right I've got a secret plan I'm sorry I didn't tell you about it before <laughs> but like can you calm the fuck down like it doesn't make any sense Snoke just out of nowhere dies doesn't make any fucking sense we never figure out who he is yeah. um. There's that whole fucking thing with Kylo and Rey and his, her parents. It doesn't make any fucking sense. There's that whole bit where Rey goes down the hole and looks at a mirror yeah. and for some reason that tells her that she's God. I, I just, none of it makes any f- none of it makes any sense. Like a lot of it's entertaining enough to watch. Like there's there's good sequences in it and I love um I love the whole uh, Luke versus Kylo. Yeah, yeah, that that is that really Sequence. that bit, and I also quite like I really like the um, Kylo and Rey fighting the um, Praetorian guards or whatever the Praetorian guards is that what they're called? I think they are. Yeah, but the the look, yes. look and Kylo at the end complete the whole sequence on uh, what's it called? What's that planet called? Oh, 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 on crate. Crate. That's it. Um, that whole sequence on crate is fucking brilliant. Like, oh no, it's great. And mm. I don't mind that Luke died in it. I would have maybe have liked to see more, you know, f- you know, 
force ghosty forcey stuff with him and nine to really give back to make up for the shit show that was the first 90 percent of eight um i think that's that's it isn't it is that yeah i i love that sequence like some i saw somebody tweet about the fact that it's like the most jedi thing somebody's done like using the force purely to defend the people because he's not making you can't attack yeah. you can't physically touch them he actually can't do anything. He literally stands in front of them and they hold. And by doing that, he defends all of those people that are escaping out the back door. And I think that's just, yes, it's so jealous. There's actually no risk of attack, no aggression whatsoever. And it's so well done. I'm like, yes, yeah. that's actually very Jedi. Well done. Yeah, no, um, totally. Um, and uh, the moment when you realise that that's what's happening. Because at first I was like, oh, cool, he's, he's, he's brushed his hair. And then you're like, oh, that, yeah, he's got that yeah. lightsaber. All right, okay, cool. Why has he got that? That lightsaber is literally just destroyed. All right. And then you see that he's not actually making marks in the snow, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. And then when salt, and, salt, Connor, yeah. they made a big. It's not. It's not hot. <laughs> uh, we've got three ideas for planets, and we just keep recycling them. We've got the, the yeah, we've got the sandy one, the desert, we've got the sandy one, we've got the snowy the one, and we've got the snowy. forest one. <laughs> exactly. What other options are uh, there? The city one. They've got the city one as well. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I think the most uh, original uh, Star Wars planet that we've had recently? I would say is Scarif from the Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, Scarif's brilliant. A whole... Really good, really quite quite different. One thing, I was watching uh, uh, the Clone Wars yesterday with my sister. And there's, do you remember the mission where they go and... You have a sister. Yeah. Uh, when they go and break <laughs> that um, little um, pale-faced Yoda dude and Tarkin out of the, um, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Citadel. And that was a planet yes. that actually just half of it had been blown off and was just like lava. So actually it wasn't a spherical planet. It was like had a... Oh, that's so cool. And I thought that was really... I mean, it totally does not work in terms of like astrophysics space <laughs> but it just looked awesome it looks sick right, right okay so, uh, so yeah. then nine then nine what do we think i haven't seen nine again since i watched it in the cinema i'm actually worried too yeah. because it's got so much hate it's got so much hate and of my experience with eight i'm actually worried that i won't like it as much so i've seen it twice i saw it the two days in a row and we've I've, i bought the dvd um, and it's mm. sitting in my house and we, the only reason I haven't watched it is because we've been busy and stuff and whenever we're all um, my family are around and my mum's not massive into Star Wars we usually watch something else um, but eventually we just got to tell her to fuck off and that we're going to watch some Star Wars um, <laughs> but yeah I think it did some things well and it did some things yeah. poorly it didn't for me feel like the finale of nine films but the thing that the, uh, ultimately the thing that star wars has struggled with um because it's been a it's been a franchise that's crossed three generations and there's not many f franchises that you can say have done that it's also a, it's yes. also a franchise that has reinvented filmmaking mm -hmm. twice um mm -hmm. and this is now a franchise and it's you know it we're into its fifth decade and like, it's a, they're, you're trying to appeal to kids because they're the people that they're going to get the money from. Um, mm. They're trying to appeal to sweaty nerds of our age. 
um, who yeah. Star Wars is their fucking life, and you're trying to appeal to, you know, people who are the old guy. Yeah, people who are now you know middle aged dudes and middle aged gals who actually have you know an appreciation of the world and being like, well, that's ridiculous. Like that doesn't have the same things it did back. You you know, so you're you're trying to totally. you're trying to appeal to all these people, and ultimately. It's it's impossible, and they've kind of ended up appealing to not a lot of any of it, really. Yes. No, I I, I think no, I agree, and uh, and the thing is, I my thing with nine is so I agree. I don't I don't think it feels like a completion to nine films. I think it does a fairly good job of of trying to wrap up the. The thing is, I say the mess of the sequels. The the, the problem with the sequels is eight. Yep. Eight completely de, de for my in my opinion, eight derailed the sequels, and nine had to do a lot to try and like get it back on track or go along with what nine was gonna do, which with with what eight sort of set up, which didn't make any yeah. sense and was just like a lot of plot holes and problems. So, I mean, for me, the first like fifteen minutes of nine was sort of brushed out under the carpet, pretend it didn't happen, and just get on with it, which I'm actually you know mostly okay with. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah. it it obviously leaves problems for nine, where it's open to a lot of criticism about its um, its uh, um, its continuity, just because it's it's coming off something that it's trying to ignore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but for, for me, it this is gonna be a weird like thing because everyone seems to hate fanfic, uh, fa- fa- not fan fiction, fan service. Everyone seems to oh, it's so fan service. It's just bullshit. I think those people aren't fans. But um, yeah, just the, give the, me that. Fucking shove it down my fucking throat, please. Yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly don't think Nine had an, enough fan service. Yeah, this is true. It, it had a fair bit. It definitely had a fair bit in there, but it just, I, I don't think it had enough fan service for. If you're going to close off, if this is going to be the last Star Wars, you know, this is what they keep saying: is it? This is the last of the Skywalker saga. This is it done. Not going to do it again. Yeah. This, this is it. If you're going to do that, you've got to service the fuck out of. There's got to be. You can't pander the whole film to everybody, but you can give something in there for everyone. Yeah, yeah. This is for them. This is this bit's for those guys. This bi- here's a big bit where all of them turn up as force ghosts and like absolutely fucking wreck each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know th- where where like the fucking emperor like stands. I am all the Sith, and then like fucking Maul, Vader, yeah. Dooku. Everyone turns up, and then she's like, "But I'm all the Jedi." And then Anakin, Obi Wan, Yoda. Everyone fucking turns up, and you're just like, "Let's fucking." Not some people. Yeah. There's a. I, then you have like a five-hour-long fight sequence. <laughs> it's just, just do it. Do it. Ah. I think that. Yeah. I. I for the lot of people, um, say that they really that Palpatine ruined nine, and I. I am James. You know me. I am a fucking. I. I'm a Palpatine stan. I love Palpatine. He's Absolute Sheevnatic. Yeah, Sheevnatic. And I think, no, Palpatine is, he is the Star Wars bad guy. This motherfucker completely coordinated the Clone Wars. He was the head of both sides. Only someone of immense power and intelligence can do that. He masterminded the whole yes. empire. He's, you know, like, this, this guy is the epitome of evil. It makes complete sense to me that he's been overseeing this all of you know, Vader throwing him down a a, a shaft. You know, that, of yeah. course that's not gonna kill him. You know, he, he's so powerful. He's obviously you know been able to work out a way to do that. Um, I feel like there should have been more throughout seven and eight to sort of give hints that it was Palpatine because it did kind of feel like I was totally totally about to agree. Yeah. Like it's. 
it's just nine is is just so rushed. It it just it tries to do everything in it, and like I my brother was like, oh, I'm gonna go see nine in the cinema. I don't actually think he ended up going to see it. I think his his work got in the way, mm. um, and so like, hopefully I'm gonna watch nine again with all of them uh, soon because we've got Disney Plus and we're just gonna just sit down and watch it together. Yeah. But I was like, dude, because Andrew doesn't watch Andrew never watches trailers before he goes to the cinema. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like he wants to just experience it like raw and I, I which is quite respectable I, I, my, my desire to watch the trailer is so big um, <laughs> but he he he. I was like Andrew you've got to watch the trailer for 9 before you go and I was like why because otherwise you're going to get sucker punched yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if you didn't know Palpatine was coming back and you get that front crawl that just tries to sort of crowbar oh by the way the Emperor's back yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what like it like, I felt accepting of it because I knew he was coming back for for like a year because it had been in the trailer. Yeah. And like we knew he was coming back. We knew Palpatine was going to be in this film. So, I, you know, I was more accepting of that glaring plot hole. Um, yeah. That Palpatine is crowbarred into this film. He's suddenly back. You know, he's suddenly got this giant fleet. All that sort of stuff. And yes, I'm one of those Star Wars fans that's totally happy to accept. And like you know, when they put out the excuses, you know the excuses, which is what they are. Yeah. Um, I'm totally happy to accept. Like, yes, it has been fucking thirty years. This planet has been being built for you know designed for so many so long. They've got all the Sith fucking fanatics of the galaxy have been there for ages, probably even before six building his backup plan. Yeah. All this, all this jazz, and like, um, that's all like, yeah, cool. I'm totally fine to accept. I also d- think it's totally acceptable for people to think, no, that's bullshit. Like, that's complete nonsense. Yeah. And like, why did they never show show us any of that? And that's just poor story writing because it should, you know, realistically, films should be able to stand on their own and not require tons of supplementation. Yeah. At this point, like, we're uh, trying to, give to benefit. we're trying to be like trying to work out, like, okay, you know, I can see how that could have been happening in the background. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, great. But exactly. actually, you should be like, oh shit, of course that's what's been happening. Like. Oh, like exactly, you've been laying yes. these little crumbs and now they all make sense. Of course Palpatine's behind it all. Whereas now you're like, okay, yeah, sure, Palpatine could have been behind it all. <laughs> but... Yes, yeah, exactly. And I mean, the thing is, we're we're massive Star Wars fans and we want to like Star Wars. And yes, we're finding that we're trying to pick it, pick the things that we that make those excuses for us and make it work mm-hmm. and like help our headcanon with it. But if it was just all, if it was all just complete dog shit, we would call it out for it. We don't like a lot of eight. I would say that I don't particularly like eight. Um, I think it would be um, it's probably my second worst um, Star Wars film, just above two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think I also don't think a trilogy. You know, I like Gen. I like three a lot, and the pre that saved the prequel trilogy for me. Um, but I think you've got to say that two, two is a, as as a second film in a trilogy. Two is a better second film in a trilogy. Two, um, eight. It, I'd, th- I'd probably agree. I, I don't, I don't like the film as much. But actually, it, it feels like it's part of that trilogy, and it doesn't throw any huge clangers into the mix, Tr- which totally completely true. fuck up the next film, which it does. No, it, it totally true. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, two didn't require correction, other than we need you know when they did three they needed to correct the fact that a lot of people didn't like two yeah and th- um, the reason for but that it didn't require rewriting retconning of plot or anything yeah. like that and the reason for that is because george lucas just had complete control over the prequels you know for better or for worse the, the, with, with i mean it was done with a vision yeah exactly 
Yeah. They are, yeah. they had the whole the whole trilogy planned out before they started. Um, whereas this, there was one plan for the trilogy that then got trashed, and then someone else said, "Oh, this is going to be the plan for the trilogy," and then they went, "Actually, no, that was really yeah. bad. Now we're going to go back to the first plan. How the fuck do we, you know, make yeah, and, it all together is, again?" This is why you need a Kevin Feige. Yeah. Uh, this is why this is why Marvels worked. And yes, yes, there's time problems with Marvels, time continuity, but fuck's sake, I mean, there's God knows like what twenty films in in Marvel, and how how well does it work? It's yeah. brilliantly yeah. done, like. Uh, and, and like, God, I mean, no, no one has ever done what Marvel has done before with such a massive franchise and like that many films and actually keep it all together. Yeah, totally. Um, and and at the end of it, end it in what I, in my opinion, is like a damn near perfect movie. Like it's, I think honestly, Star Wars the new sequel trilogy needed far more not not meddling and oversight, but it needed more continuity there had to be a plan that was agreed this is what's happening in the trilogy have your different directors it's fine so you get different styles of the movie that would be fine but there has to be a plan and the director isn't writing the fucking film he is just you know he is directing the film and and helping modify that story for the style of movie that he wants to make and and but the, the story has been agreed already and that it's just it's there for reference yeah um that was i never felt like for the whole time since seven was announced and stuff, I've I never felt like there was some sort of big story that was planned. Yeah. Um, I think I did up until I saw eight. When I saw eight, I was like, oh, like a lot of the things that were set up in seven just weren't answered. Like when they were like, it's all gonna be explained in nine. It's all gonna be explained in nine. And then it was just a nine was like, uh, we're gonna tell a different story because that one that they set up was shit. So. Yes, yeah. It's just, yeah, it, yeah, it's all, it was an odd decision, I think, to, and, you know, people will have their qualms with J.J. Abrams and whatever, but, you know, I liked Seven enough, I liked Nine enough. Yeah. Um, I think if he'd been in control of it, it wouldn't have been as controversial. Yeah. Um, because there would have been a, a continuity. I know that he is quite upset with nine in general apparently there's like a jj cut that a lot of stuff got completely changed in the edit yeah. and a lot of it's been very very heavily modified and you know one day i'd love to you know there's a big talk you know there's big things about snyder cut at the moment that that's being released and yeah i'm actually you know hella up for watching the re reshoot the, the justice league i actually don't think justice league is um i don't think it's good um but it's uh, you know, it's not as bad for me as Batman v Superman, which is, in my opinion, complete horseshit. Apart yeah. from one or two really good moments, yeah. but like, but even those moments are like so, action moments. They're not like particularly story. Well, exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, like, for, for that's the thing for the sequel trilogy. That a lot of the action things, I actually don't think the lightsaber fights were ever any good. Yeah, I um, know, but also they wanted to be more like the original trilogy. They didn't because the, the 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 in the prequels yes. it was the time when the Jedi were like at their, you know, were were very strong. Yeah. And you know, the, the, at the end of the day, skills lightsaber skills comes through, you know, being taught in the Force and stuff. And that's something that they did the, all the time, day in day out in the in the prequels because that was the way that the Jedi was then. Now, these days yes. in the in the. Um, original trilogy and in the sequels they didn't have that same combat training so that's sort of my headcanon for it and I think they just uh, JJ would have looked back and be like how can you go from amazing fighting to that Vader versus Obi-Wan fight in 4 and then back to amazing yes, fighting yeah. again so it's somewhere in the middle I think that was the right decision 
but I think it's somewhere in the middle. I also think it's a, just a bit lackluster. I think also some of it just comes from the fact that these guys just the actors just weren't quite uh, capable of doing it as maybe some previous actors were. Obviously, yeah. like you know, you get you get Darth Maul in, and he's been um, you know. Ewan McGregor obviously he was quite young when he did Obi Wan, and yeah. he learned that. And so when it came to doing three, he was like he'd been training for quite a while by that point. And yeah. obviously Darth Maul was played by um, oh god, what's his name? Fucking amazing guy. Um, something. Um, but he he's a professional. Yeah. Um, so uh, something parks. It's something parks, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, shit. Can't remember. South Park. South Park. <laughs> but he, 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 he's obviously a professional martial artist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray Park. Ray, Ray Park. Park. Sorry, yes. Yeah. He's he's epically good. And like, obviously, he would be really fucking good because he's a professional martial artist. And then, but I felt like, you know, you, you know, eight, eight, the big lightsaber fight in eight that's got a lot of stick in more recent times. When I first watched it, I thought, wow, this is really, really cool. This is like really good. When you go back and watch it again and again, you can see when they're like, there's just a guy still in the background waiting for his turn. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. This one guy who has to like Ray forgets the duck, so he just like moves the blade over the top of her head, and you think, come on, was that really the the yeah. best take we could get? <laughs> um, but you know, and I, I understand it takes a huge amount of time and money to do these yeah. these sort of things, and sometimes that's as good as you can get, and you've just got to like, you know, accept that sometimes there are limitations of what you can do with this sort of yeah. stuff. But I think I always felt like there was no, there's no super incredible lightsaber fight in the whole sequel trilogy mm-hmm. that I remember thinking, wow, that's fucking epic. Apart from maybe Kylo Ren versus the Knights of Ren. And I yeah. haven't seen it a second time. Yeah, true. But I remember that being very good at the time, although it's very short. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that kind of like lives up to what I'm thinking of when I when I watch it again. I've, I've Somebody watched, might be I've thinking, listening to this and thinking, oh, it doesn't. And that like on YouTube mm. and stuff, and thought that was brilliant. But anyway, right. So th- I think that's that's those are our thoughts about the sequel trilogy. Um. So overall, yeah, it was a you know a solid seven out of ten trilogy. Like you know, it was good. I yes. really enjoyed. I enjoyed the fucking journey. I enjoyed going to see a Star Wars film every Christmas. Um. And yeah, no, it's great, isn't it? I, I like going to see Star Wars. At the end of the day, Star Became Wars is back, and I will, you know, give me any Star Wars, and I'll fucking watch it. Like I don't care what yeah. it is, just give me Star Wars. And that, my friend, is what they are doing because they will now talk a little bit about the new Star Wars stuff that's happening with this well, High Republic stuff. Let Let me ask you: Do you want to end on the sour note that we're going to, or do you want to end on the high note of the High Republic? Should we Should we go into the controversy of this stuff whilst we're talking about Mm, it? Yes. Yeah. Let's do. And end on the high. (laughs) So one thing I just thought we're doing an opposite compliment sandwich where it's all shit, the mouldy bread and the nice ham in the middle. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the criticism that it's got specifically directed at Kathleen Kennedy who is the head of Lucasfilm president of Lucasfilm who was George Lucas's sort of right hand woman for uh, a long time Um, his top pick for replacement yeah exactly Um, and so as I understand it um, she actually never really she's gone on she's been on tape before saying that she actually never really liked Star Wars um, which I'm not sure how she got the job. 
um, yes. in the Lucasfilm, and I, I imagine she started to like it more <laughs> throughout her career. She must have. Um, you'd hope. You'd hope. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, so for the last, sorry, for the Force Awakens, this was very, um, it was very tightly controlled by Bob Iger. Is that his name? The head of Disney. The, uh, the head of Disney, I can't remember his name, but he highly controlled nine. So he highly controlled eight, um, no, sorry, seven, um, along with J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy, because they, they needed to get seven right, because this was the relaunch of the franchise, whatever. Right. Seven did really, really well. Um, and because of that, um, a lot of that success was attributed to Kathleen Kennedy, actually. Um, and because of that, they let her have, they sort of let her have a lot more creative influence on it she hired mm. a whole of sort of her team um and one of the people that she brought in was ryan johnson um yes and so there was sort of it was a lot less you know just sort of go and do what you want um mm-hmm. for it which is what we were saying is bad because you need someone like kevin feige you know tying everything together and then the last jedi um so one of the things that the last jedi a lot of the critics really, really liked it. And this is more to do with Hollywood politics than it actually is to do yeah. with the storytelling because, um, I mean, I've never really felt this way, but like a lot of people say that The Last Jedi is very good in terms of a certain agenda, you know, representing um, whether that be feminism, whether that be, you know, racial type of stuff. But a lot of people say it's very good in that terms. And I've never really like notice that and that you know the same way that you know you can see some films that come out um like the sort of oscar films that you're like that is brilliant like that really like joker no, comes yeah. across and you're like this yeah. is such a portrait of mental health this is a film mm, you need to watch mm. to understand this you know was it 12 years a slave you need to watch that film um to yes. understand about you know the, the path that black people have had to come through to get where they are i never watched the last jedi i'm like that is a film you need to watch because it just does these things so well. Um, so I don't really understand why the critics all love it so much in terms of the sort of activism that was in it. Um, I, I agree. I don't, I, I don't think it was particularly well done in that respect. And I think a lot of the controversies of she, she's a big activist. She's, she's very pro a lot of these causes. Uh, as is Ryan Johnson. Uh, it's totally fucking fine. I think that, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, that doesn't have a place in Star Wars. I think it totally fucking has a place in Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is all about good versus evil. That, like, th- from the fucking start, one of the most badass fucking characters of Star Wars has been Leia, yeah. who was a woman in a time when women couldn't be in, like, positions of power. Yep. She was, like, fucking leading the rebellion. She was sick. She was, like, our f- the people's face for it. She was, like, so badass. She was, like, outdoing Han Solo with the like, like just jump down a fucking bin shoot you dance yeah like it, she's like it's 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 Star Wars has always had a lot of this sort of stuff in there it's like you know the Jedi fighting against the inequality is like this so like look how fucked up the bad guys are but also like the bad guys are also capable of redemption look at that complex character yeah character arc, totally. all that sort of stuff that that stuff totally has a place in Star Wars why would you put it into a film that's so poorly fucking written so that nobody will give a shit about it? Yeah, exactly. The, I, the, the I, problem I, is you, that stuff goes in there, but ultimately films are about story and, you know, the, the audience enjoying a story and the side thing to that or something that should be woven seamlessly through the story to only augment it 
should be this yeah. sort of activism stuff. It shouldn't be like, oh, it's a shit story, but who cares? Because we're really sticking up for these people. Yeah, yeah. If if you the thing is, it doesn't matter how good your cause is. If you want somebody to take it in, the, you know, if I want you to eat a nice meal I've made, I will serve it on a plate, not on dog shit. <laughs> like, then you're not good. No matter how good the food I've made it is, it's still been served on dog shit. It doesn't matter how good your cause it cause it is. Yeah. If you put it forward in a fucking crap film, nobody is going to take it in. Nobody's going to enjoy the film enough yeah. to 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 take the time to listen to the cause that you've put in it and the and the um. The thing that's the that's the problem I found with it is that it became you know whether they were spending too much time trying to cro- you know put this um uh this agenda in there or or what and they neglected the story or whatever it was just it's all just I don't know it's, it it just all felt like the the whole film just ended up being like I'm talking specifically about eight but the eight like became a complete mess for the most part yeah. and. And it's, you know, they. I think they want, you know, they wanted to do the things like, hey, we need to look at like all the rich, evil people that are in the, yeah, um, would... in the galaxy and all that sort of stuff. And like, yeah, t- totally. But but nobody. I mean, I was pretty bored in the cinema, but with with you know, and and I, I found that a real shame because yeah. Finn was done a complete disservice. And I mean. I feel really sorry for the the actress who played Rose. Yeah, um, that she got so much hate because of this, and she does not deserve that. She did not write that film. She did the best that she could with it, and her acting is not particularly poor. Um, you know what she they, you know, but but Rose is a com- character who's completely crowbarred in there for the purpose of this pointless storyline, and so she never even got a chance. Yeah, like for, for me, don't... that's the only like I I can I can see that the Kathleen Kennedy we want. Okay, here's this interracial couple they're not really you know not even really a couple it kind of shoehorned in a bit and the whole thing about there's war is you know there's actually another side to war that you know both sides are losing because war is just someone is always profiting out of war and i saw like that's a sort of that is a sort of representation of real world problems that we have here so i'm like okay i can see that but that's the only reason that whole storyline was in there because it was pointless otherwise, and, and it is pointless. And it's I I, I mean think I, I think you and I most people in the cinema would have been bored by the time any of that important stuff turned out because you're just like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> and then at the end of all of it, people don't remember all you know until you know, maybe ages later people will talk about it like we are now and think about all that sort of stuff. But like really, really most people would have gone, what the fuck was the point in all of that? They didn't even get the thing that they wanted and didn't even like it turns out all we needed to do was fire one of our ships at them and then problem solved yeah yeah like i I don't know odd no totally but um so then after so eight came out eight so all the critics said it was brilliant i remember distinctly all the critics saying eight such a brilliant film like oh my god this is gonna be great this in the couple of days before we saw it and then it came out and then the audience you know, had their opinions, and they got, and everyone said, "Now this film is shit," and yeah. this, and because of that, it flopped. Because ultimately, films make money by one person saying, "I saw the last year the other day; it was sick. You should go and see it," or saying, "I yeah. saw the last year the other day; it was a bit shit." What else was on? Oh yeah, go and see that the new fucking whatever film instead. Because people, yes. the, the vast majority, there will be the people who go and see Star Wars because they love Star Wars and they're always going to see it. The way they make money is by the other people who might not actually have necessarily gone to see that film otherwise, but someone has said, go and see that film, it's great. Or they've seen a review on the telly or whatever. That's how they make money. 
So, yes. and because of Last Jedi flopping so hard, Solo was, you know, a flop before it even before its conception. Solo never got a chance. Yeah, and it's not never that bad chance. a film. It, there's it's really not that bad a film. Like there's, it's definitely one I've I've seen it three times or something. Um, it's nothing special. It is it's nothing special, but it is a good little romp. It's a good bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I actually don't think the guy who plays Solo does a particularly bad job. I always it was always going to suffer from the fact that they recast Harrison. Yeah, Ford. totally. The guy, uh, Do- Donald Glover, holy shit, star of the show. Yeah, like, he's great. That guy, the, when I first heard his voice, because he's not on screen the first time he speaks, I thought it was um, the <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. just thought, oh my god, that's incredible. He's so good. Yeah. Um, I think he's the best part of that movie. No, it's great. And then, so what happened ultimately after that? You've got two Disney films, two Star Wars films flopping in succession for the first time ever because actually the prequels did not flop they were they were heavily criticized but they did not flop now you've got no. two star wars films in a row that have completely flopped and disney are going what the fuck do we do so um bob Iger came back in the ceo <laughs> of disney and he sort of micromanaged um the rise of skywalker in the same way that he did um the force awakens and that was yes. the bringing back um J.J. Uh, Abrams and um, that's the reason why the reason why it wasn't a complete a complete disaster and there was a lot of hard decisions that had to be made there and actually George Lucas had a f- was it was he to have a fair amount of input in this or was that in the Mandalor- I know he had a big input in the Mandalorian I don't know whether he had a big input in Rise of Skywalker as well I'm not sure how much input he had into Rise of Skywalker I think so Sky- the Rise of Skywalker had a What's his name coming in and interfering with Rise of Skywalker? I think it gave a little bit of benefit and also a lot of detriment. Yeah. I think the problem is is that you know we we said you need a Kevin Feige, but a Kevin Feige only works if that person has the master plan for the whole. Yeah. You know, Kevin he- Feige has this amazing team behind him, and it's not just him. We can't say it's just him. It is he's got this amazing team behind him that planned all of this stuff and had this amazing storyline all ready to go behind um, behind the scenes. Yeah. If they've got that in place, they're the guy that knows that and they know how to be like, right, you're going away from the master plan. Okay, you're doing something a bit too crazy here. Like, yeah, right, totally. we need to change this. But like, it doesn't work if you go in like just be another, you know, too many too many cooks ruin the, ruin the stew. Is that the expression? Seth, something like that. You, you end up with piss everywhere. And it's just, I, it's just like, if if nobody's got a plan, let the you know at least at least J.J. Abrams had made seven. Yeah. At least he had, he had some degree of continuity in his mind about the of of how the story should go. I think I'd be very interested to see if they ever were to release his version of nine. Yeah. Um, I I feel sorry for all the actors that were involved in it because they have shouldered a lot of the hate of it, and it's not mm-hmm. their fault. Daisy Ridley's acting, I think, in eight is really poor, but in seven and nine, it's really good. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what happened there, but like, it's not their fault that all of this was a bit of a mess. And yeah. um, So what what this has sort of ultimately led to is that there's some rumors. Who knows whether there's any sort of truth to them at all? But um, mm. but it's an interesting point nonetheless. That that there are talk. There's talk of completely scrapping. Or you know, effectively overwriting the sequel trilogy and um, redoing it, 
with new people and I, I, I'm quite against this idea because um, I don't think it matters. I still think it's a story. Stories within the Star Wars universe, yes, they're flawed, but I actually think you do more damage by going, uh, remember all those trillions of pounds and all the years of these people's lives. Just forget them. That never happened. Like, there's other parts of Star Wars yeah. that we want to explore. Um, and sort of residing this um, this whole trilogy to this Veil of the Force thing, which was introduced in Star Wars Rebels, um, being sort of alternate timelines that can exist at once and that the Emperor has control over these. Um, yeah. And just saying, oh yeah, that was just this weird alternate timeline. Actually, let's go back and do this other thing. Because George Lucas's original idea for the sequel trilogy that he proposed to Disney when he sold Lucasfilm but was completely sort of written off was much more, and, you know, surprise, surprise. But it was all about actually the science behind fucking Metachlorians and stuff and actually a much more sciencey story about the force um because that's just right, kind of which more which is more what he was into them so i don't blame um you know disney for being like nah nah <laughs> let's not tell that story oh, that sounds uh no um i think you know i i agree i wouldn't want them to do it i think it would be an unwise decision i don't think anyone would go and see them or what they're doing seven again oh it'll just be crap um, or they're doing eight again. I think it would come with a huge amount of stigma unless they got one film out that was just really good and carried the rest of them. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing you is know, we want to see day, other Star if, Wars. Like, okay, cool. But I thought, we're done with the Skywalker saga. Let's move on. I think people have people have spoken a lot about you know all oh, the High Republic stuff. Why don't you just give us the Old Republic and all this sort of stuff? And a lot of people have said, well, at least it's something new. And that is true. Yeah. You know, all the other stuff that's come out, it still exists. Yeah. All the stuff that's been assigned Legends, you can still go listen to it, you can still go watch it, you can still read it. It also, it's all still there. Like stuff does nothing can ruin Star Wars. If you like the original trilogy and you want to pretend that that's the only thing in Star Wars, yeah, then pretend it's the only thing in Star Wars. It hasn't ruined that. Those films haven't got worse. Apart, like, well, unless you count the fact that like, George Lucas keeps changing them. Yeah, but but like, in, like in my in my head and in your head, that all the old Republic stuff is still canon. And just yeah, canon is what you make of it. And I think this was a very, very controversial thing that Kathleen Kennedy said a while, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when the, there was the question about canon, and she was like, "Right, you know, don't worry about canon. Who cares about canon?" And and then everyone was like, "It is literally your only job. Your only job is to make sure that the canon makes sense and to be an overseer." It, was, was it, it wasn't her though. I don't think it was her. I think it was one of the other higher ups. In... I, I thought it was her. I thought it was her. No, I think it was. I, th- I think it was a guy. All right, it. okay. Because I seem to remember the seeing the tweet, and it was like a dude with short hair. Okay, okay, fair enough. But then again, may- maybe Kathleen Kennedy is a dude with short hair. <laughs> but it's yeah, I think yeah, it is. Im- canon is important, and it but because it because it binds the story together, and makes the story matter. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, yeah, fuck it. You know, if they decide, fuck it, we're going to redo the sequel trilogy. I'll go watch it. No, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. More fucking Star Wars. If I if I watch it and go, that was worse. Sequel trilogy will be my canon. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, like not everyone. You know, at the end of the day, humanity is not like about to end, regardless of what might be happening with COVID. <laughs> but, like you know, it's it's not like in a hundred years everything everyone is going to be dead. Like yeah. hopefully humanity will keep living on for thousands and thousands of years and. God knows how many Star Wars films will be out by then. Imagine if you could travel a thousand years in the future and they're like, oh, we're doing Star Wars 1000. There's going to, there's all, every fucking possible story is going to be told eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got like, these amazing stories at the moment with like the Mandalorian yeah. and, you know, the Mandalorian's epically good. And the, and the Kenobi series, you know, this is the stuff that we want. We want to go back and see 
High Republic or Republic stuff. I'm sick of the Skywalker saga. Move on. There's so much else. Yeah. I want to know what the hell happens, you know, a hundred years, two hundred years after the um, Rise of Skywalker. There's just so much Star Wars out there. We're we're just totally centered on this sixty year period or whatever. That it's like our hundred years or however yeah. long it is. But um but yeah, should we should we talk about about the High Republic then? That's sort of a, a nice yeah. segue. Sure. Oh, in fact, do you know we, what? One, we, one we, more we, thing. We should say at the end of all of that, we, we still kind of like the sequel trilogy. It's oh, pretty yeah, good. Totally. Seven, seven, seven's pretty good. Yeah. Eight's pretty bad. And nine's almost pretty good. But one thing that actually, there's a whole big thing that I wanted to talk about to do with that before we move on to talk about the High, the High Republic. And mm. that is um, mm. so, so Kathleen Kennedy's contract expires in 2021. I um, should leave him. Um, and I doubt they'll renew it because John Favreau has now got involved in Star Wars and has become increasingly involved and he's actually um, uh, so the coronavirus thing has actually been quite good for Star Wars because it has actually given them a bit of time to sort out the High Republic because a lot of people were sort of quite criti- like critical of it when it came out of the ideas behind it, we'll talk about that in a minute but The Mandalorian mm. was such a success and Dave Filoni's final season of Clone Wars was such a success so Yes. Um, these two, Favreau and Filoni, and also interestingly George Lucas, are sort of forming a faction within the sort of Star Wars higher ops yes. communities who are sort of opposing Kathleen Kennedy and her sort of band of people. Um, and I think what we will see is that um, these that Favreau um, and Filoni will take over. Um, once Kathleen Kennedy steps down, and I actually I think so. they're trying to sort of, they're they are definitely sort of kind of delaying stuff with the High Republic. They've planned Phase One of the High Republic, but beyond that, they they were meant to be going into it and sorting it out now. But actually, they're kind of delaying that now with COVID, yeah. so that um, I think Favreau and Filoni can sort of continue it on without Kathleen Kennedy. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think, you know, re- regardless of what you think of her as a person, uh, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people criticising, oh, she's just too political, she just has these agendas, you know, yeah, good, she's got these, she's an activist, she, she, she's pushing for the, a better world, good. Yeah, totally. The, the, thing, the thing that doesn't make, for, for me, makes means that she isn't suited for this job, she doesn't like Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Like, why would you, sure, fine, if you don't like Star Wars, you know, fucking power to you, fair enough, like, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Well, why would you try and run it? I, I, I just don't get it. If I was allergic to chickens, I wouldn't run a chicken farm. Like, I don't... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think that, for me, that, that was never going to be a success with yeah. somebody that just fundamentally didn't like or just didn't believe in the project. It's never going to work. Yeah. So and the other two, you know, Favreau, especially Filoni. Dave Filoni, God bless his heart. That man lives and breathes Star Wars and he totally fucking gets it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think one of the big things is because one of the ideas about the High Republic is that there's no war. Um, mm, it's a time mm. of peace and stuff. And actually, even though there is going to be stuff in it, that the still overriding, it's not going to be a pro... The idea is that it's not going to be a pro-war series. And a lot of people are like, well, I what see. the... Like, yes, I get that. Um, that it's this different. But, there's, but it's called Star Wars. It's called Star Wars. It's all about war. I'm sorry, it is all about war. And it's 
and not necessarily pro-war. A big thing that Episode Eight did was saying that the you know war is not a great thing. The Clone Wars, the whole time through it, there's a whole storyline of Padme especially being like, "Why are we doing this war? Is should we actually just stop? Should we?" It's well, it's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's using war within fiction to highlight the reasons that war is bad in real life. Yeah, exactly. Um, um yeah. And I think I think I mean, the thing is I'm I'm not fussed about it not having war. My 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 favorite comic series of um, Star Wars is the, is the Old Republic series. Yeah. And that is that is set about the struggle between individuals, not in a war, and yeah. somebody trying to make their way in, in the galaxy. And I you know I never really th- I, I must admit I've never really thought about it if mm. stuff not having uh, war and stuff. And, you know, Star Wars is very very much defined by a lot of the war the, the wars that take place within it. Yeah. Um, but I must, I must admit, you know, I never actually really, I don't really think of the original trilogy as much of like a war, no. as it is. It's a, like an resistance. individual. It's an individual hunt against us, a group of people. Exactly. It's, uh, but I suppose I, you know, it obviously is a war. But I've never really thought of it like that. It's more just sort of this, this, this uh, rebellion, this, this um, group of people fighting to overthrow a, I suppose, dictator. But I suppose that is a war. But it, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hell, yeah. fuck! If they, the thing is, this is the sort of medium, like High Republic and all that stuff, where they can do other stuff. I, you know, I love the stuff that's like, you know, Rogue One. Oh, it's not Rogue One. So Solo, it's not got a war in it, and it's just about this guy doing like little yeah. things within the, going through his struggles in the galaxy. And I think it's good. I like that sort of stuff. I like seeing stuff set within the Star Wars mm-hmm. galaxy that's not just about like the big galactic conflicts. I want to see the little people as well, and I like that sort of stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about the High Republic. Let's move on to that. Yes. A nice High Republic yeah. section. So High Republic. So the High Republic is what the, what they've announced so far. So the High Republic is a is an era two hundred years before um, uh, the Phantom Menace, and they're right. starting to tell stories in this world. And to start with, it's going to be a series of books and comics. Um, and what what they've been calling uh, uh, Phase One, being these books and comics, are going to be like an incub- right. incubation platform, is what they've said, to see what people like, to tell okay. these different stories. And so, and then they're going to move on to other stuff, and I presume that means you know films, TV shows, games, that kind of stuff. And yeah. they're also having specific books aimed at kids, some adults. You know, they're they're aiming. It's, it's like we were saying, this is this a franchise that crosses three generations, where now they're mm-hmm. trying to aim specific things at specific people because they've kind of realised it's very difficult to do one thing that appeals to everyone. So let's aim stuff yes. at the, and that's fine. And they're, it's going to be about Jedi. There's also going to, they, they say that there's going to be new scoundrels, new smugglers, new bounty hunters, that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. we, ha- we, we have these, there are three untitled Star Wars movies happening from 2022, and those are still happening. So I imagine those are going to be High Republic um, based ones who've kind of got this set up. Do we know who's directing those films? Mm, there's sort of a lot of rumours because uh, f- um, D- uh, D&D were going to do it, weren't they? Um, but that's yeah. now been taken from them. There was another... Was Feige not going to do one? Peter Jackson was going to yep. do a trilogy, but yep. that was never confirmed. And then Taika, Taika Wahiti has like a confirmed one film, doesn't he? But not a trilogy. Yeah, 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 something like that. Um, Not sure. But they, 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 yeah, yeah, they they started planning this High Republic stuff a good while ago now. Um, And they there's a video, there's a trailer thing that they they sent out, which was like this video of a whole lot of 
people who write for Star Wars, whether that be the films, comics, books, whatever, all getting together in this Skywalker ranch, uh, which is in the States, which just looks fucking awesome. And it's sort of where yeah. they run Lucasfilm from. And just talking about what do you want to tell in the Star Wars world next? Where do we go? And they've come up with this. Hmm. It sort of very much seems to me like they're trying to do like a MCU type deal now. There's no main characters, like single main characters. They're telling a lot of different stories within an era. And it's all yeah. going to come together, which I think is wise if they can do it. <laughs> if they can pull it off, but it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. I, I think that'd be really cool. I mean, I think if you, you know, especially if you did it through books and comics first and then over the years developed it into some movies and you got built up these separate characters and all this sort of stuff and eventually you could bring them together or something like that. That'd be so fucking cool. The payoff of having these new characters together would be like would be really really cool yeah yeah um totally and i'm I just know. so excited for i'm well up for that i'm totally well up for that. new area of star wars yeah I'm, I'm totally happy for, for that sort of thing i don't need to keep being reminded of the original characters it's the reason i like star wars i, I like the universe in of it now yeah um, and i just like the and that's feel, the thing feel of watching a star wars family being like look, looking at the way things are designed like it's totally unique like you can look it's amazing that you can look at a place like you know with the, the galaxy's edge and stuff and you're, that looks like a star wars place like yeah that's what and I it's, love it's about also it. It's also brave, isn't it, that they're setting it 200 years before The Phantom Menace, which means they can't rely on any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't rely on, like, oh, there's Lando, um, all that <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff. Like, they can't rely on that sort of, like, reference stuff. So it literally has to be, this is the Star Wars universe, and we're going to put things in it you'll recognise from the Star Wars universe and make it feel like a Star Wars universe with new stuff. Yeah. And I think that's brave. I like that. I think that's yeah. cool. So at, the, at this time in the universe, it they, they say it's like the the it's the golden age of peace, um, and the republic yes. is is at it as at its height. Um, there's been you know how there were, you know that the, the Sith haven't been around for the, you know a thousand years and stuff. You say that in the in the prequel trilogy. So there's been a long long time where it's just been peace. There's been no Sith. There's been no nothing. Obviously we know that. Darth Bane and his rule of two and you know going through all those different you know Bane and Plagueis then you know yes, there's, yeah. there's stuff been going on in the background but you know this is a golden age for pe- of peace for the um, galaxy regardless um, and it's not even like they can throw a massive spanner in the works with that because that is what they say in the prequels so we can't just suddenly have like a huge Sith war like yes so um, the, the the big thing about this time and, and the, this is still a story focusing on the Jedi which I think is good I mean if you deviate too far from that it's not Star Wars anymore um, but um, the Jedi in this time are not actually associated with the Republic um, and this so is... they so they are I was because I was reading the thing the chapter this morning they're not so actually it made me realise because we were talking about this the other day briefly, weren't we? Yeah. Um, so the, 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 what, it, what it is... One second, I'm going to find that thing that I had. Uh, I don't have the thing anymore. Good. I don't have the chapter. So they, they work very closely with the Republic. Yeah. Um, but then it actually made me realise that the Jedi are never actually part of the Republic. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I don't think, I don't think there's much of a big change between... What's because I, I can read you the thing from the actual chapter. Um, it, it would appear that they're not like so, they're not obviously not like 
political at all. Yeah. Um, but what the first chapter bit says, it says, um, right, here we go. Um, so it's, they talk about this Chancellor, this time of peace. It says, Chancellor So has pledged to bring outer rim worlds into the embrace of the Republic through ambitious outreach programs such as the Starlight Beacon. Yep. Order and justice are maintained on the galactic frontier by Jedi Knights. Guardians of peace who have mastered incredible abilities stemming from their mysterious energy field known as the Force. Yeah. The Jedi work closely with the Republic and have agreed to establish outposts in the Outer Rim to help those who might require aid. Which, yeah. I think from what I've read of it so far, and I think maybe people might be interpreting it differently, and it may change, and I might not know what I'm talking about, but for me, it, it feels very much like the relationship that the Jedi have with the Republic. Yeah, and um, I think I think the the one of the ideas that I've seen in various different videos and stuff is that this is a relatively new thing, though. The the Jedi yes. actually being involved. This is sort of when they start having a real association with the Republic, right? And before they were just these weird fucking like priests that you know, when we don't actually know anything that was canon before then. Um, but actually, because um, we were talking about this the other day, how. Ben Kenobi says the days of the old Republic, and I think you're right. I think he does mean as in just like the Republic um, when yes. he says that in episode four. But I was watching Clone Wars yesterday, um, and uh, Master Sassy Tin, um, one of the Jedi Masters, the guy with the weird horns, um, doesn't really narrow it down in Star Wars. But anyway, one of the Jedi <laughs> Masters. Um, I think I know who you mean. Yeah, he's like, oh, we haven't had, um, you know. Uh, star fights you know we haven't had like aerial combats like this since the days of the old republic so you know there's definitely you know that 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 isn't it that is canon even there will be yes, other cases yeah. but um but i mean this this there was a point at the end of this somewhere i've kind of lost it now um no no but, no yeah they're, they're sort of newly associated with them yes yeah and i think one of the stories that i hope they tell because ultimately it is the jedi's um association with the republic that kind of leads to their demise because yes. it's all corrupt and it's all run by palpatine because, and they end up becoming part of their military and yeah exactly so it'd be an interesting to see how that story starts because it is kind of the beginning of the end because the jedi have been around for fucking donkey's years and they had this thousand years of peace when you know at the since the old republic ended the sith were pretty much abolished um yes um and so now this is how that you know because ultimately in two so you've got these two hundred years and then the Jedi very 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 quickly collapse over the course of you know ten years or something isn't it between episode two episode one and episode three and it all just goes to shit very very quickly so it'd be interesting to see yeah. the sort of the, the 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 little crumbs that led to that over the course of this because mm. at the moment they they talk about them as like oh there's like you know um they're almost like cowboys or like wild west you know they're out well I'd be I'd be interested because obviously, yeah, because you, you're right. They have this big collapse over from episode one, but like even at the time of episode one, like the, the supposedly in the at least the canon that we have at the moment, the shadow, the Jedi were a shadow of what the order that they were before. Yeah. Like if you if you include the old Republic and stuff, and like think about what it was like then, like in that sort of time, there were like hundreds of thousands of Jedi around the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least how I understand it. And then, then by the time you get to one, there's like 2,000 Jedi in the whole galaxy, which is why it's so easy for the entire galaxy to forget them because there's millions of star systems. Yeah. And yet um, there's only 2,000 Jedi in the whole galaxy. Yeah. So 
by the time they actually, which is why they're all able to be a general in the Clone Wars. Like each Jedi is a general or a commander because they can have that many battalions because there's not actually that many in a galaxy scale. Yeah, totally. Um, so it's like you know, like by that point they were already like most of the galaxy had already put them into myth because they yeah. hadn't seen no, like most of the galaxy wouldn't have seen a Jedi in you know hundreds of years. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it'd be interesting to see sort of what like. Um, how like established the Jedi Order is like how is it is it on the way down is it is it at its peak it, it, mm. I'm, I'm interested to see that sort of stuff that's really cool yeah because I know that there's definitely this idea of what, what they've called the, the the Jedi Knights of the Round Table which must be the sort of the, the head of this order but we don't really know I don't get the impression that there's millions and millions of temples all spread across the galaxy um, and also I don't know what would there would have to have been a pretty big event to get from that in the High Republic era to what we have in the prequels. I feel like that so, would have had to be swindled down from yeah. sort of back in the old Republic times because that was when the real yeah. wars were. And so it seems to me that the the Je- the only mention of the Jedi Temple here is uh, the the Jedi on the frontier can be uh, can be the only re- resource for people with nowhere else to turn. Uh, yeah. throughout, though outposts operate independently and without direct assistance from the great Jedi Temple on Coruscant, they act as an effective deterrent to those who do no, uh, do evil in the dark. So I think it's like this idea that um, the Jedi are going out into the Outer Rim to set up these outposts, yeah. and they report to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Yeah. Um, but they're not like they're not like directly getting help from the Jedi Temple. They, they this, a Jedi will go out set out this outpost, and then they're sort of on their own. Yeah, yeah, um, I sort of got that impression as well. Which I think you're right. It's kind of like that Wild West sort of outposty sort of deal. It's like yeah. there's a far gone, far far off higher ups, but they're not yeah. incomplete. You know, you you got to trust in your members, your, 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 the Knights of the Order to go. Yeah, totally. Um, it's so really then, really cool. Yeah, so so the, the the whole premise of this, so that that's sort of the the way the galaxy is at the time when this is set, um, mm. and then the whole premise for this series is this great disaster that has been talked about and that you can actually read in the first chapter of this book. So if you want to go and read that with, um, you know, without it being spoiled by us here, because we're going to kind of talk about it a bit, then go and do that. Um, but um, you've actually read the book, James. The, the, the read the chapter. I've read the, I've stro- read the first chapter. I, I So, right, I made the mistake, because I read it on IGN, and I made the mistake yeah. of flicking down and reading the comments people are really hating on it like people are like really well i mean it's, there's, there's there's a classic sort of oh we hate everything star wars disney fuck you sis star wars and yeah you suck my dick disney yeah. and then there's some people <laughs> but, but some people have said like this is ri- like it was written by a child and stuff i must i mean i know i'm dyslexic but i must really like child's writing because i got hooked <laughs> by this like yeah. it, it got me i can't wait to read more of this and it's it's a really good chapter i feel like it sets up like this is captain and she's got her ship and it's this like really cool idea of this ship that she can like change all the pods in the middle of it so she can like modify the ship for different jobs and stuff and she's like she used to be in the republic's military um which was uh mostly involved in fending off skirmishes with the huts on the edge of hut space and that sort of stuff um and um so she was involved she was quite an accomplished uh military woman um, yeah. and now she's a captain of this freighter doing these jobs, and this is sort of her idea, idea of retirement. I must mm-hmm. admit, the great disaster that everyone keeps talking about, and I don't really see it. Like, she basically, as far as I can tell, she, like, drifts around some space trash that's that's in the, in the, um, uh, in the hyperspace, hyperspace lane, and, and then, and then her ship explodes. Um, so, 
I'm a bit confused. Um, so one of the, so the yeah, there's some. So the thing that you've kind of like this. This is all it says in the chapters. That's all you're given. Some stuff that they give yes. you elsewhere is talking about right. the Nile, which are these space pirates, Vikings. They talk. They they talk about, and they sort of look like. What do they look like? They're kind of like Knights of Ren type. Oh, cool, 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 cool. So um, these are the main bad guys for this era. And something that they, the way that they are causing havoc is that they're able to weaponize hyperspace. Um, and right. so what they're doing is, because hyperspace has only really been recently invented, they're using it to try and, you know, for, for their own personal gain. So what they've been doing, and an example of it is this, this is the biggest example, this great disaster, is putting shit in hyperspace lanes to destroy stuff so that then they can reap the rewards from that. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So that like that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, so that I, that's I, the reason the reason this is the, the great disaster. They've got this this hyperspace technology now and it's going to bring the whole galaxy together, but it's really really easy for people to fuck up and to so it's only take recently, advantage of it. So they're so basically they're giving us a start time, a start date of the invention of hyperspace. That's a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, so it's it's their I don't know if it's the start of hyperspace, but it's the start of really connecting worlds with hyperspace. Oh, developing lanes. the hyperspace lanes, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose it does it does step on the toes of the old canon of the old republic and that sort of stuff in the way that that's all like fully established at that time in the old republic stuff. But you know, fair enough. If they want to do something new and work yeah, that yeah, out totally. later, like cool. Um. I hope they go because I I actually found that one of the things that caught me in the in the, right at the beginning was like oh that's interesting it's like they talk about how like nobody really knows anything about like what does it say nobody really knows about hyperspace um, it's a bit when she's like the captain um, who the main character of the of this chapter is Captain Hedda Cassette and it's yeah. a shame because she spoilers for anyone that's watching this listen to this please please go read it if you want don't want any spoilers uh, leave now. If you're listening and come back. <laughs> um, but at the end of this chapter, like, she dies. And, and yeah. um, which I was a shame because I was, like, really, like, already starting to, like, be, like, cool, like this character. Like, she seems like a no nonsense, but, like, got a nice side um, character. Like, she's, like, it's, like, cool. She seems like a, a cool character. I yeah, keep, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, look- I'm looking forward to get to know. Um, and now she's dead. So that was good. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're talking about, like, um, she looks at like out into hyperspace at one point, and um, they do this good job of like talking about some of her past adventures in using hyperspace, and sets up her character quite well. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, they're talking about the fact that she's like, uh, you couldn't trust hyperspace. It was useful, sure, it got you from here to there. It was the key to the expansion of the Republic from the core, but no one really understood it. If your na- yeah. navy droid miscalculated the coordinates even a little, you could end up off the marked route and the main road to whatever hyperspace actually was. Then yeah. you're just in a dark path leading to who knows where. It happened even in the well-traveled, uh, in the well-traveled hyperlanes near the galactic center, and out here where the prospectors had barely mapped out any routes, well, it was something you had uh, to keep an eye on. So uh, I'm not sure whether it's like the hyperspace routes are like whether hyperspace is this sort of weird dimension that you sort of enter and fly through that's not like in the physical world. I'm not sure how it works. I hope they go more into how hyperspace works because it'd be really yeah. cool, sort of cool to have that outline and make it a bit interesting. Um, yeah. Whether whether stuff can just... Because they talk about the fact that like earlier on they like 
the Navigator computers like make sure that there's actually not, not even like a fragment of stuff in the lanes, yeah. and like they adjust, adjust for that sort of stuff. So how could it like miss this big thing yeah. that they're about to hit? Well, um, there's a there's a bit there's a bit in something that says uh, I wrote it down actually, um, and there's something about yes. Um, the, so the legacy, the ship, uh, encounters a... The legacy's uh, run. Yeah. Um, encounters an obstacle in its hyperspace lane that should be mathematically impossible. Um, yes, that's that's what she says. It's that she's the, I think her exact quote of it is that... Um, um, uh, what was it? Um, yeah, uh, Vector. Light, light speed collisions along established lanes were mathematical absurdities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, any the, the, granules missed would be detected and evaded by the shipboard navi navi droids making adjustments along the vector. So it's like, yeah. So I, what, maybe they are traveling along actual space in these lanes, and it's just that they've been mapped so that there's absolutely nothing in them. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's why the Nile become important because they're actually the Republic are well on track to linking the whole galaxy together and just you know sort of catapulting this the society throughout the entire galaxy and now there's mm. a, there's there's a real threat to that um because of the, these and i mean i'm not at the moment i'm not really seeing how they're going to replace the sith and be like have as you know powerful a story and like for me to be as invested in them as i am the sith but you know i've not seen any stuff yet no let's see no yeah i mean the thing is i i'm you know like the sith are all good and well but we've only ever really seen four um yeah and like i i'm hella up for like seeing a lot more stuff whether it be the sith or other stuff like it for me it just matters how well it's written if the you know the nile is nothing at the moment build them into something really cool and i'll be really invested in it yeah um, yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing how they like write it and how they put it all together yeah it, so- it, it, it could definitely be something really good so are there so what what things they have in in this that can actually pull back because what I th- they very much want to step away from the Skywalker saga and whatnot but things like Yoda mm. Yoda will be in the Jedi Order he'll be very high up in the Jedi Order because he's going to be what like seven hundred years old at this point fuck I hadn't even thought of that Connor yeah oh oh okay, then- I'm in I'm in I don't give a shit about the rest of the stuff as long as I see like Yoda say one or two things I'm I'm happy well, <laughs> then who else <laughs> who else is old as fuck. Chewie, um, Chewie's old, but I don't think Chewie's he... not that old. He's like 120 when he meets Han, I think. Well, you talked about the Huts earlier, like Jabba the Hut. He's old. I don't know how old the the Huts can live for, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. The Huts could definitely be. Um... But it's Yoda, isn't it? Yoda's the. Yoda's, Yoda's like the... the. I don't know about the other species how long they sort of like live for. Um, but, but I can y- totally see to- that Yoda would totally be one of the right. highest people up in the in the Jedi Order, even at that stage. Oh yeah, now he he would. I mean, I would have thought that he would be at that age would either be one of the uh, you know one of the very very well respected Jedi Masters or even on the Council. Yeah. So uh, Jabba the Hutt was six hundred years old approximately at the time of uh, Return of the Jedi. Well, you go, that that fat bastard could be anywhere. Who knows? Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, it's really. I thing is that the ending of it. I'm gonna read the ending of it out. It's a fair little bit, but I'm gonna like flip through it. But it's well, it's just so fucking. Just be well... aware. Just be just be aware that I don't need to leave in the next couple of minutes. <laughs> I, I'm aware. I'm aware. But this is this is this is just very like. I this caught me. This ending bit was like fuck. I want to read the next chapter. Yeah, so it's yeah. like 
Um, so basically, she, she she pulls this crazy move to try and like get the ship around the obstacle and actually manages to dodge it. Yeah. Um, uh, she's like trying to like fight the ship, and it's like Hedda didn't did not fail her ship; it failed her. The groan of overstressed metal became a scream. The vibrations of the ship's passage through space took a new timber Hedda had felt in the. A new timber header had felt uh, too many times before. It was the feeling of a ship that was moved beyond its limits, whether from taking too much damage in a firefight, or as here, just being asked to perform a manoeuvre that was, uh, was more than it could give. The legacy run was telling it, tearing itself apart. It had seconds to live at most. Hedda opened her eyes. She realised the control sticks, released the control sticks, and tapped out commands on her console, activating the bulkhead shielding that separated each car do- cargo hold in the instance of a disaster. Thinking that perhaps it could give some of the people and on board a chance she thought about Serge and her and his friends playing in the common area this is like a kid yeah. um, playing in the common area and how emergency doors had just slammed down around the entrance to each passenger module possibly trapping them in a zone that would shortly become a vacuum she hoped the children had gone to their families when the alarm sounded she didn't know she just didn't know Hedda locked her eyes with her first officer who was staring at her knowing what was about to happen he saluted Captain Lieutenant Bowman said it's been a the, tri- the bridge ripped open. Hedda Cassett died, not knowing if she had saved anyone at all. Yeah, she- Shevra's did. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, that's so dark. And I was like, that's so brutal. It's like, oh, yes, I want to read more. Give me the next chapter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, High Republic. So up for it. So now the, up the, for that, it, yeah. That book is was going to be coming out in August. So, like, next month. Yeah. But is now going to be coming out uh, in January. Yeah. Um. And yeah, totally hyped for it. And I, I'm also so up for just giving a clean slate, good clean slate for Star Wars and launching off of something completely new. But still yeah. having that, you know, having Yoda around and stuff to sort of pull us back into the like, this is still Star Wars. This is still the stuff you loved from the prequels and the sequels and like. Exactly, and I'm also looking forward to having lots of different mediums to enjoy a story in, because, you know, a lot of time when they do the games in Star Wars now, they try and step away from being like, oh, we're just not going to do Vader in this, or whatever, and and stuff. So it'd be nice to have all these characters and stuff that you can be like, well, here's this comic within it, and this book within it, and and I'm gonna read fucking all of it. I'm gonna play the games. It's gonna totally. watch the movies. It's the TV. I hope they give him an animated TV show. It's gonna be fucking brilliant. Yeah, because oh. they will. They will do movies. Of course, they're gonna do movies. That's what they're of course they will. Eventually, they will. Like I yeah. said, humanity is not about to die. We will make movies. <laughs> of everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. Shall I think that was quite a good way to end it with you actually reading out the end of the um yeah. story. Go go read the first chapter. It's available online uh, for free. Watch yeah. the trailer for it. Um, get hype. Yeah, well and truly <laughs> on the High Republic hype train. Yeah, it's going to be... Um, I hope it's good. I mean, we can't say it's going to be good. We've got no fucking idea. But we hope <laughs> it's good. I'm looking at the poster for it right now, and there's a Wookiee holding a lightsaber. How could I be unhappy? <laughs> right. Shall we be off then? Shall we let these guys get back to whatever they're doing? Yeah. Thank you very, very much for listening. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you very much for talking about Star Wars with me, James. Yeah, yeah, and we should say, yes, we know that these are just our opinions, and also we have not gone into every detail of everything. We will have missed stuff, because if we did, we would be here for the next 16 years. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, we, we hope that you respect our opinions, and hope we hope you, we, you know that we respect yours, no matter what they are, so long as they're not, like, super dark. Um <laughs> 
and Sith-like. <laughs> but um, yeah, as no, thank you. As long as you ain't so dark, Sadie. Yeah, thank you very, very much for listening. We hope you're looking forward to new Star Wars stuff. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.